Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss, along with a special guest tonight, the Vice President of Player Engagement, Fred McAfee, was with this team starting as a player in 1991, 10 years with the Saints. Spent some time elsewhere in the NFL, which we'll talk about, but back home where he belongs. And I guess initially, um, I guess let the let the public know a little bit about what what that means as far as VP of Player Engagement and, and what that entails. Well, uh, similar to a coach that's on the field, I'm kind of like a coach off the field. It's kind of like, you know, help guys deal with uh, life situations as well as transitioning into the league from college to the NFL and transitioning out of the league from the NFL to the regular lives. So you try to, you try to give players as many uh, skills as you can, can give them, you know, everything from job shadowing to um, – Going back to college, getting their degrees. Uh, uh, we have different uh, boot camps. You know, like a lot of guys that, that that are in media right now, they go to a lot of through some of our boot camps through the through the NFL Network and through some other networks. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of guys that have success, a lot of success, like Reggie Bush, uh, Jonathan Vilma. You know, I just we just have a lot of guys that are in media right now, so we do that. Um, we also um, I also help guys, you know, when they have like different problems. I don't like, want to say psychological problems, but we help them with, you know, like find a psychologist or a psychiatrist. So uh, it's, it's a wide-ranging deal. So it, 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 I, I get to touch the players, you know, you know, in um, a way that, you know, they can help navigate, you know, their lives throughout the NFL when they're in the NFL. And that's beyond because initially people might go, oh, he's, you know, you're – you're helping them with their foundations, or you know, showing up on Tuesday at a, at a school. That that's that's really that, that's a different actual department within the organization, right? Well, well, we, well, like you said, like now that's community relations. You right. know, it's like, but I do help them with their foundations as well as connecting them through different parts of the building. Just like you said, if they need something through the community, I'll make sure that 
you know, they get who they need to get with in community relations or um, uh, whatever entity throughout the building, you know, from uh, PR to social media, you know, I'm like a liaison between the rest of the building and the players. Well, it sounds to me like you're the player's version of Jay Romick, which means you fix everything. Anybody needs anything, you go to, you go to Jay or Freddie. Well, that, that's part of it, but I, I don't I don't consider myself a fixer because I don't like that word. I like to say that, hey, I'm giving them skills they can do on their own. Like, they can make phone calls. They can look stuff up on the Internet. You know, I feel like my job is a little bit more deeper than just like, hey, you know, for just general things. I want to, I like to think that my job goes a little deeper, you know, uh, than that. So let's go back a little bit because at some point I do want to see your driver's license or birth certificate because you – Clearly, you're not close to my age in looks, but you clearly are mathematically. And I already told Mickey that it bothers me a little bit, but I'm going to get beyond it because we go back a long way. Born, <laughs> born in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Uh, sixth round pick in 1991. So if my my thinking is correct, you show up in 91 and the Saints win the division. for they win the, I think it was there in the West then. They win the division for the first time, right? Yeah, NFC West, like, like it's, it's hard for pe- people today to wrap their minds around that. You know, like, wow, we were in the West once upon a time, you know, uh, which was a difficult division at the time when I first came in the league. You know, you got Joe Montana and Jerry Rice out there in San Francisco, you know, every year. It was a tough division to play in. And it was also a bigger, it felt like a bigger deal. Now, Saints hadn't done it a lot, but it just felt like winning the division in 91 and just winning the division in general was maybe a bigger deal than than it is now. Maybe it's not. I don't know. It just felt like it, it was. I always feel like, uh, from a player standpoint, I feel like it's always a big deal. It's so tough to do, as as we found out. It's, it's, it's so tough to do. It, it is, uh, you know, the, the, you know I, I know back in 1991, of course, you know, I, I feel like, you know, it may have seemed bigger because we hadn't really done it that many times. We had never done it. You know, so if you've never done something and it happens like once in most a lot of those people's lifetimes, it was a bigger deal for them. And then it was, you know, I mean, I was I was here, you were here. I mean, you must have thought great things were going to follow, and and some did good, but then there were some tough years, ninety three, ninety four, ninety five, and uh, with, with Jim Moore leaving in ninety six, Mike Ditka coming. I mean, you played ten years, so uh, I guess really there's two things that there there were some challenging times, and two. The ability to, to to stay here and be a part of the organization when there are coaching changes and general manager changes, that's a testament to the kind of the person you are and the player you are because that's not an easy thing to do. They'll clean house of pretty much everybody, but uh, and you, you, you were that important to this organization. Well, I feel like, you know, uh, you know, like I got a chance to, like say, I was – here for three years, and then I left, and I, you know, I spent some time with the Arizona Cardinals, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that was like a six-year kind of like hiatus that I took from the Saints and played on those teams. Uh, actually, it was five years in Pittsburgh and split a year between the Cardinals and um, the Bucks. And then I came back in 2000 to for seven more years. Um, like you know, it is tough. It is tough to to. Uh, go from administration to administration, coaching staff to coaching staff, you know, but the Saints have had a level of consistency that have, you know, that, you know, not many teams can brag about. And I feel like that's 
meant um, a great deal to this area that they've been able to stabilize the organization with leadership like Mickey Loomis and uh, Dennis Lausch and Miss Benson, of course. So it's, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, you have to go and impress upon everybody there that, hey, I'm the guy, you know, it, it's a tough thing to do. So, yeah. And if I'm, and I'm, if I have the dates wrong, but you were, you came back and played uh, towards the end of the 06 team. Is that correct? Like November, December of that 06 team with Sean? Well, well, I was from 2000 to 2007, well, 2006. That's when I was here. Like I was uh, released in training camp and they brought me back. Uh, right. So I finished out the rest of the year with the, with the team. So, yeah. So I was there for the 06 team. So I have a definitely accredited season for that year. It was a great year. You know, it was Sean's first year. But, uh, yes, I was here. I'm just saying that's – if you if you if you kind of forget everything else and just bookend it, you show up in '91, you win the NFC West, and towards the end, almost almost at the end, you go to the NFC Championship game. Uh, I mean, that's those are for New Orleans. I mean, at the time, I mean, nothing can top the Super Bowl in '09. But that NFC Championship season, and you've been around and you know, you could see what that season meant to the city post Katrina. Uh, Post Katrina was uh, it was definitely a a time that you know the team you know united the city uh, you know you know shoot, the reopening of the Superdome you know Steve Cleveland getting the big block you know and then going on to the championship game uh, that was huge we had you know a highly successful draft that year you know man it was like one of the most successful drafts in the history of the NFL you know if you look back at it with Reggie Bush Roman Harper. Zach Streve, uh, Rob Nikovich, um, Marcus Colson. Who else? Uh, Colson, Streve. I'm a look, yeah, yeah, it was a crazy draft. And uh, those guys contributed in a huge way. They all had amazing careers. And uh, But like I said, it was a big year for the, for the team and for the city. Except for one guy that they cut. They cut one wide receiver named Mike Haas. Now, what is that all about? That ain't right. You know, the one guy from the 06 class that didn't make it. Hey, you know what? We had, <laughs> hey, I guess we had an offer talent. I That's don't know right. what Mike Haas took. I don't know. I don't know what his thing to do with you, but still, but still, he, I don't know if his, if, I don't know. It, it just didn't fit. So it, it worked out for us. I don't know if he played anymore after that. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. So it was probably, probably a good call. A good call. Uh, we're, in fact, the Saints <laughs> go to the next road game uh, is in Pittsburgh, November 13th. And you spent some time there, really, for I mean, five years. Uh, what's, 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 what's the atmosphere like there? Because we know how, how strong the atmosphere is here. I've never been to the stadium, which used to be Heinz, and I know it's not now. But what's, what's that experience going to be like? Hey, listen, you know what's crazy is, <laughs> you know, I spent 15 years on two teams, you know, that both call them, they both say that they're black and gold. Like, like people from Pittsburgh get offended if you say it's black and yellow. Uh, <laughs> Although it is a weird looking gold. It, you know, yeah, they, they get offended if you call it black and yellow, but they call it black and gold. So... Uh, it's a similar, you know, passion with their fan base as well. You know, they have a significant amount of, you know, uh, Super Bowls to, to their credit. You know, there's a deep history there. You know, um, I feel like, like, let me just say, you got to 
know a little bit about football history, know that the Steelers were once, you know, not a successful franchise, but they just kept with it. But I feel like one of the things that they want to hallmark of their success is staying consistent in their leadership. So, and uh, I think they've done an amazing job at that as well. But like I said, going to Pittsburgh, it's a similar, you know, kind of fan base when it comes to like just loving their team. So that's, that's what we can expect. We are back with the VP of Player Engagement from Philadelphia, Mississippi, Fred McAfee. After this break, you're listening to the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We are speaking with player engagement VP Fred McAfee, former player now with the organization. You have many roles and and do so many uh, phenomenal things as the player engagement uh, VP. And I'm not belittling this, but it is something that you and I have talked about. And I think it's interesting because... When people go to the practices or training camp or whatever, when their music, that, that's that's music that's coming from, from, from your phone. H- how did that kind of evolve the, where you became the music? Well, well what, I, what I'll tell you is the music is probably about one one hundredth of what I do. But, oh, I know. Well, I know. A lot of people remember. Yeah, right. So, but what I can say is like the music, uh, you know, like if you go on any NFL franchise, uh, if they're not playing music, then something, something is wrong. So, but how it happened was it started. It was other people that were doing the music at first. I never, I had, didn't have anything to do with it. Uh, but at some point, the old uh, Proud Noise machine failed, and uh, they they started looking for uh, different, you know, speaker systems, and they so they they looked at they looked at. They, they, they gave me, I'm not going to say who else it was, but they asked several people in the organization to uh, come up with speaker ideas, right? So, and uh, one, one, one guy's idea, he brought in this, this company, and I think they were going to charge the Saints maybe like $120,000, $120, right? They were like, ah, that might not be it. <laughs> so, that might not be it. And then they got somebody else to do it. Well, this guy thought he was doing really good. So he said, like, hey, you know, this guy's only going to charge us $75,000, right? It's hot. That's not it. So I got this guy to come in and, you know, build the, the, the speaker, the sound machine, and, uh, like I said, serve as a crowd noise machine as well. So when we go into, like, hostile stadiums, we'll pump up the crowd noise. So he did it for about, mm, mm, I think it's like $12,000. Yeah, that sounds better. <laughs> so from twenty to seventy-five to twelve thousand. So that's how that, and then so once that happened, I felt like that was my baby. So so yeah. So I kind of took over the music duties from there on. Now you, how many, how many playlists would you say are, are on your phone? I'm gonna say a hundred. Wow. And who? And do I you? Have, I have like nine thousand songs on my phone and you decide post game or whatever it is like kind of what what playlist is it's well, going to well, be 
I consult with the players, you know. I consult with the players, and like they'll they'll tell me what's hot at the moment. And of course, I don't know what's hot, you know. <laughs> you know, so but <laughs> they'll they'll give me like different songs. Uh, I'll go to and listen and to, to, to find a clean version of these songs. I was gonna say it's got to be a clean version, right? So you, you gotta find a clean version. So I go to a, a couple different like music websites that that for pay so uh you have to pay for these songs so <laughs> and uh none of them are free every once in a while i can get some off of youtube or something like that but for the most part uh i go to itunes or these other music services that i use uh you know dj uh, music pool is one of them. record pool is one of them you know i go to several different ones but just to find the song if a guy really wants a song i'll make sure i find it we are speaking with Player Engagement, VP of Player Engagement, Fred McAfee, former player now with the organization. Just a couple more questions, but I want to, while we're wrapping up the music thing, I, I, I may have told you this, but after last year, like the preseason game, which would have been, I guess, Jacksonville, there was a big, you know, the, the music was blaring and the lights were flashing in the locker room. I mean, it was it was powerful. And I remember there were some videos. Somebody had shot Sean. Sean Payton was dancing around. And so I had him on the show, and I said, well, this will be fun. I'll talk to Sean about, you know, him kind of, you know, joking around and dancing. And so I asked him about the music and the, and the dancing, he, and he totally, I didn't say disregarded my question, but he went, you know what? The players came to me a while back, and they said they wanted the, some music for, for post game. And he goes, you know what? If we're going to do it, we're going to do it with the best. We're going to have the best lights, the best music, the best everything. Yep. And I was like, yep. I was like, dude, that wasn't the question. <laughs> but I was like, that to me, and that one little kind of, you know, back and forth told you a lot about the way he, he wanted nothing. If you, you wanted it, if the players wanted it, you, you just get a, a boom box in there. You got the best. That's right. So he was, listen, one thing I'll tell you about Sean, he, was a, he had a, an eye for detail about, Everything. Everything. And, uh, yeah. One of the things. Everything. I'm just telling you, like, to, if you were doing your job 100%, you weren't doing hard enough, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but yeah, he was a stickler for certain things. So, like, instead of just having a regular boombox, he wanted he wanted to go all out. And so he wanted to get this, or he wanted to he wanted to do it with the lights. He wanted to do it with the smoke. So. You know, and, and from his standpoint, the players deserve that. So if you get a victory, which is, like I said, it's hard to do in this league, you know, hey, if we're going to celebrate, let's celebrate right. So, and he wants to hear the music pumping during the, you know, during his right. uh, post-game interview. So, yeah. Because it means, of, it means it's a W, baby. That's, that, that's, that's a big one. So you're right. So the yeah. announcement came out in June, but it's still coming up, and that is the – 2022 class for the Saints Hall of Fame and I mean it's just it's as Mickey had said earlier he was on before and he said it should happen sooner but either way it's a, a testament to your time here uh, a testament to your value of the organization and the cool part is it's it's forever you know decades and generations to come we'll see Fred McAfee in the Saints Hall of Fame hey that's a hey I feel totally honored and humbled by all of this, you know, um, you know, uh, just like you said, I came from a small town, Philadelphia, Mississippi. I went to a small college and then, uh, you just never know how life is going to work. You know, um, 
but like I said, it was just totally, you know, humbling experience. You know, um, I came to the Saints, and I just wanted to be the best version of myself. And uh, I felt like this was the place that I did it. And, I, and for them giving me this honor, you know, I'm just, man, there's, there's no words to express how happy I am to hear about all this stuff. So. Well, the, the organization speaks highly of you, although I would be careful because Mickey said as soon as Terry Fontenot got the job in Atlanta, he, he wanted to hire you, and Mickey said, no, forget it. Don't even bother. Don't waste your time. So <laughs> it may be hurting your upward momentum here in the league, but it also means they love you. Well, listen, listen, listen. And we've – I feel like nurtured a lot of great guys, you know, to, to move on from the Saints and go up. And I'm happy for Terry. Uh, just like I was for Ryan Pace when he left, you know. Uh, and both of those guys tried to take me to be honest with both of them. <laughs> and they both did. And uh, But, you know, that lets me know I'm doing a good job. I'm doing something right, you know. I'm doing something right, you know. Like, you got guys who still value what I do. Um, like I said, like, you deal with 100 different personalities every day. Every every guy needs a little bit something a different bird to Fred McAfee every time I speak to him. You well, know, like, you know, like, you, just because Michael Thomas needs this, this Mark Ingram might need this, or Taylor Hill might need that, or Andy Dalton, or, or James might need something totally different than I handled the same situation for somebody else. So, you know, yeah. You got, and, and, and it takes a lot of energy, too. <laughs> well, keep it up, my friend. Uh, keep Keep pushing. And make sure that we get some music, hopefully, this weekend after that Vegas game. And uh, But I appreciate your time. You and I go back a long ways, and you're just a great person and a good friend and continued success for you. Thank you so much, Mike. And I also want to just say, hey, Mike, I appreciate the job that you do as well. Like I said, you were one of my – I was one of the first people that ever, ever interviewed me when I first came to New Orleans. You know, <laughs> you, know you, you, were the, uh, you were the sports anchor for – I don't know, WWL back yep. in the day, I think. Fourth maybe. down on four. And, uh, yep, fourth down on four, all of that. And uh, I totally remember you from the very beginning. You were there, and uh, you're still here, and I appreciate what you do as well. All right, Fred, good luck this weekend. Thank you, sir. All right, thank you so much. My thanks to Fred McAfee, as well as Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. It's the Saints and the Raiders Caesar Superdome Sunday at noon. Thanks for listening to the Saints Hour here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.